Can I just be honest? I am so stinking upset that our society has... Did you stop playing because I said that? <laughs> What'd you learn in church tonight? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Can I just say how upset I am that that is even a stinking thing? I love Netflix, and I love just hanging out. Now I can't say the two words together without it being stinking dirty, and I'm just like... Jesus is way cooler than the person who came up with that. <laughs> it ticks me off, man. <laughs> oh, man. So break the fast with us next week. I promise it's going to be awesome. And I believe that this is just the beginning of what's, what God's going to do in and through us. Amen? So I'm excited about talking about what God put on my heart for us tonight. But before we do, I'm just going to pray and and uh, we'll move on with kind of what I believe that, you know, is for us here, right here and right now. So, Father, Lord, I thank you so much that we can have fun in your presence. God, that we can enjoy uh, laughing and, and saying just funny things just because you're a fun God. Lord, you are great. And I pray for everyone in this room tonight, Father, to actually feel your love, to actually genuinely know you more than an idea, more than a concept, and more than a philosophy, but the Savior of the world. Jesus, I pray that your words is so much more than just ink on a paper, but it's something that we can apply to our lives and truly walk out of this room changed. Lord, I love you so much, and I pray that you just show up tonight in a powerful way. Lord, may I step aside that you speak to us, or we step aside for you. We focus all that we are on you. We love you, Jesus. And before we conclude this prayer, I just want you just uh, in your own way, just between you and Jesus, just, just open your heart to him. You don't need to say anything out loud, but just uh, focus on him and just tell him, God, speak to me tonight. Father, we open up our, our ears. We open up our hearts, God, and Lord, I pray for everyone in here that, that might not have a personal relationship with you, Lord. You desire to be their friend. And God, we love you. And I thank you that we are all valuable and made in your image. I just pray this all in your precious name. Everyone said? Amen. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, Anna. Can we all give it up for Anna? It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about hearing God's voice because last Sunday, uh, in case you guys weren't here, we talked about the importance of hearing God's voice and, uh, just how relevant that is to our lives. So God's voice, it's important. Okay. Um, and you get to know someone's voice by, you know, conversating. It's not something weird. And this is a story that I've told before. And Isaac, I think you might remember this because many years ago, at a at higher vision, I told this story in a galaxy far, far away. So when I was a wee lad, uh, growing up in the bungalows, okay, that's the hood. Uh, I grew up in the bungalows. And um, so me and my friend Tyler, what we used to like to do was we, we used to prank call people. 
I am not saying this is okay. Do not do this. I'm going on record and saying it is not okay to prank call people. It's not okay. Don't do it. I'm not giving you permission to do this. This is before I really knew Jesus, and you guys all really know Jesus in here. So anyways, I used to be not bragging or anything, but I used to be really good at prank calling because I could, like, say things and just not even crack a smile. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, when I was, like, a a wee lad in the prank calling world, I used to say things, and I used to laugh, and I used to hang up really fast because I ruined it. (laughs) Um, So, like, I used to get really good. So me and my best friend, Tyler, we used to do this thing where we would just bust out the Otter Pops, we would bust out the Cactus Cooler, and we would hang out on his front porch. And his front porch lay... Uh, it was like parallel to the the pool, right? The community pool, and um, we called the community pool, or we we called ourselves from the payphone at the community pool to like get the phone number to the community pool. So <laughs> we used to sit on his porch and literally just like call the payphone and watch people like sprint from like different sides, like to. Um, the payphone, and we used to just, like, sit there with our Otter Pops in one hand, Cactus Cool in the other hand. We used to just, like, watch them and be like, I like your swim trunks. <laughs> <laughs> and they would, like, run away, and they'd be like, oh, my gosh! Like, can you? And they'd, like, run away, and then we'd be like, <laughs> and then, like, we would, like, wait for them to, like, get back in the pool, and we'd call again. Then, like, get out and, like, run over to it, like, all fast. And then, um, <laughs> like, we would say, <laughs> we'd say, like, I don't know, like, look to your left. Like, I don't know. We would just, like, mess around with <laughs> This is not okay. Do not prank call. I'm just saying. So once you're familiar with somebody's voice, see where I'm going with this? <laughs> when you're familiar with somebody's voice, you will never have to question who it is. So we all have the thoughts. We all have the ideas that, you know, they're either really encouraging or they're really not encouraging. And I, you know, I'd be lying if I told you that I just had peachy thoughts all the time. And there's those thoughts that come in and say, you know, you're not good enough. You're not, you're not strong enough. You're not smart enough. And it's like all these thoughts, what they do is they just cripple you. You know, sometimes you fall short. Sometimes you mess up because, friends, in case you didn't know this, like, none of us are perfect, If that's new information for you, uh, you're not perfect. (laughs) I'm not perfect. Um, But the beauty of God's grace is that it doesn't matter that you're not perfect because with Jesus in your life, he already saw what you did, what you're doing, and what you're going to do, and he says, it's okay. I love you enough to go to the cross to forgive you for that. And that is the beauty of God's grace. You see, if we're not familiar with God's voice in our life, We'll hear the voice that says, hey, like, you messed up. You're not good enough. Like, what are you even doing thinking coming to church? Don't you think the walls are going to burn down once you walk into the building? Like, I have thought those thoughts before. And I had a conversation with someone, like, two weeks ago where I was, like, talking. I'm like, dude, come check out Unleash. Like, no, man, I I can't go in there because when I go in there, the walls are going to burn down. I'm like, bro, like, if that was the case, it would have happened, like, a long time ago with me. Like, that's not like that. Um but that's the beauty of it. See, when we're familiar with God's voice, God's word, we're able to apply it and make the choice to hear it. Like, no, 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 no. Like, that, that doesn't line up with God's character. So we've been reading this verse out of Matthew 7, 
24 and 25 in the message translation. I'm just going to read it to you guys real quick. It says, these words I speak to you. They're not incidental additions to your life, homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words. Say foundation. They are foundational words, words to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who built his house on solid rock. Rain poured down, river flooded, a tornado hit, but nothing moved that house. It was fixed to the rock. See, God's word, it will hold you firm. See, because life, friends, is anything but steady. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of ups. There's a lot of downs. There's a lot of highs. There's a lot of lows. There's a lot of lefts. There's a lot of rights. But Jesus is the only thing that stays consistent through the craziness of the storm. So we can build our lives to, you know, I don't know, like uh, college degrees. You can place all of your bets and all of your life on a college degree. I'm not saying that they're bad, but when your hope is in that, over Jesus, when the storms of life come, what is it that you're holding on to? We can put our hope in our faith in, you know, our, our talents. You know what I'm saying? And when the storms of life come and maybe you get an injury and you're not able to perform like you used to perform, like where is the hope in? You can put your hope and faith in a, in a person in me, in your parents, in your, in your DNA group leaders. But when the storms of life come, everyone is human. Jesus is the only thing that will never fail you. What is your hope in? What is your faith in? Is it in Jesus? Is it in the rock? Is it in his word? See, this passage, Matthew 7, 24 and 25, it is the concluding statements of one of Jesus's longest recorded sermons in scripture. So if you guys are are taking notes, you can, you know, write that kind of stuff down. Matthew 7, you can look back on it at uh, your own time, you know, like when you're reflecting on it. And I, I enjoy writing notes because if I didn't write notes, I would probably forget everything. If I didn't have notes or like calendars or anything on my phone, I would literally forget to put shoes on in the morning. So those kind of things help me. So, um, if you guys are taking notes, the title of the talk tonight is Stripped Away. It's stripped Away. At the beginning of this, this sermon, it's called Sermon on the Mount. So that's like a, it's a word that's thrown around in church a, a lot. But Sermon on the Mount is this sermon that Jesus gave. It is literally the longest patch of red words in the Bible that are recorded in a consecutive, in a consecutive sitting. So pretty much at the beginning of it, this is how Jesus starts off this, this sermon. So he says this in, in Matthew 5. I'm going to read verse 3 and 4 in the message. It says, you're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. Any of you ever felt that? It's just like, I've done everything that I know to do. I've prayed every prayer that I've known to pray. I have thought every thought that I know to think. And it's just like, you are blessed when you are at the end of your rope. With less of you, there is more of God and his rule. 
Isn't that cool? Well, I think it's cool. <laughs> You're blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Only then, say only then, only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. Here's what God put on my heart for us tonight. See, we've talked about foundation. We've learned about fasting. And I believe that a life is truly lived to the fullest once we understand what worship is. What is worship? You know, a lot of you, you think of like worship and you look at like the, the loud drums or like the bass and the, the guitars and the singing and it's really awesome, right? But worship is so much more than just loud music, loud uh, microphones, awesome guitar licks. Worship at its core is realizing that you have nothing unless it is for Jesus. Worship at its core is realizing how much you have in Jesus. See, genuine worship is found when you have nothing less left. Genuine worship is found when you have nothing left. See, when you realize that you truly need Jesus, that's when the most genuine worship happens. It doesn't matter who's around you. It doesn't matter how loud the music is. It doesn't matter how cool the lights are. But you're going after Jesus because you realize how much he's given you. Because, friends, he's given you more than enough. That cross, it signifies the thing. that If that was the only thing that he ever did for us, it would be more than enough. We are now in a series at our church called Calibrate. And Calibrate, what it is, is just looking at things, why you do what you do, and how you can just readjust it to be, you know, more effective. So fasting, it calibrates our worship. Worship, friends, is a choice. You might not always feel uh, the butterflies. You know what I'm saying? You might not always feel the, oh, my gosh, I'm so happy. I'm so joyful. See, Friends, worship at its core is a choice. you got to choose to worship. The foundation of worship is your real, 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 realization for him. Your realization for him. See, I, I've gone through tough times, believe it or not. And honestly, I'm not sure exactly where all of you are at tonight, where you went through today just to get to the seat that you're sitting in right now. I know that you all have your own stories. I know that you all have your own ups and, and your own downs that have created you into who you are today. But friends, we're going to do something at the end of service tonight. We're going to worship together, but it's going to be stripped down. It's just going to be an acoustic and two voices. And friends, it, I promise you, if you can focus on Jesus in that moment, it'll change your life forever. Because at the core of worship is your realization for your need of him. If everything was all peachy all the time and it was all like butterflies and chubby babies and 
<laughs> like fluffy clouds. Like, dude, there would be no reason to worship God because worshiping God, it comes from realizing, man, like, God, you have given me so much, right? You guys remember the series we were in called The Response? Well, you know, even if you don't, like, we did, <laughs> we did a message series called The Response, and Really, it was all about worship because worship at its core is a response to all that God has ever done for you. And friends, if, if you're not really sure what God's done for you, look back at his word. John 3.16, it sums up the entire Bible. That's why I think God has made it so popular in our world today. It says, for God so loved. Have you ever met someone with the, the case of, like, the so loved? You know what I'm saying? They're just stinking crazy about it. Like, I so love Starbucks. But that times, like, infinity is Jesus' love, like, for us. God so loved the world, you and I. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's you. Now turn to your other neighbor, your second choice, and say, that's you too. <laughs> for God so loved, say, so loved. For God, so loved you and I. Here's what I want you to do, friends. This makes me so happy to even talk about right now. What I want you to do, not right now, but tonight, I want you to write this down in your phone, okay? In your notes, I want you to replace the world, like copy and paste it in your notes. I know you all have iPhones and smartphones, and even if you don't, write it down on a piece of paper. If you don't know what a piece of paper is, it's okay. Come and talk to a leader after service, and we'll help you. But I want you to replace the world with your name. It's profound. For God so loved Brandon. For God so loved Sam. For God so loved Solomon. For God so loved Maddie. You know, the, the list goes on and on and on. For God so loved you that he gave. See, he didn't, he didn't have to do that, but he saw us in our weakness. He saw us in our brokenness and in our hurt. He says, I'm not going to stand by idly while my children, my sons and daughters are separated from, from me. So he sent his son. Jesus, to pay the price that we could not pay ourselves. That is the beauty of the gospel. That is the good news. The word says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that he is Lord, that you will be saved. You know, um, that's Jesus' payment, good for all time. So once you accept Jesus into your heart, you, you know, like you don't need to respond to an altar call every week. One time, it's good, dude. <laughs> you are good for life. Um, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, his only son, the most dear thing to him, so that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That verse right there, it sums up the entire Bible. Because the entire Bible points to God's crazy love for a jacked up group of people like me and you. The undeserving, the unlikely, God sees past our failures. He sees past 
our, our hurts. He sees past our brokenness, but he sees his son and he sees his daughter. So that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life with him. Not only that, but we get to truly enjoy life here and now. That's the beauty of the gospel. See, worship at its core is your realization of your need for him. And I, I really feel it on my heart to just, uh, just pray for you guys right now. So let's all close our eyes and bow our heads in this moment. You know, if you're in here and, you know, maybe that's you. Maybe you're hearing all this, this talk about Jesus and you've never given your heart to him. You say, like, that's me, man. I'm at the end of my rope. I feel like I've done everything. I feel like I've tried everything, and I've, I'm, just, I'm about to give up. But I believe that Jesus is reaching out his hand to you right now. And he says, calling you by name, you simply answer the call. Son, daughter, your life will never be the same. So that's you. I don't want to embarrass you. Every eye is closed. Every head is bowed. And uh, no one's looking around. It's between you and Jesus. If that's you, friends, and, you know, you simply want to just acknowledge the call that God is reaching out to you, I want you to simply lift your hand at the count of three. Ready? One, God brought you here for this. Two, he sees you right where you're at. And three. He sees all the hands that are being raised right now. He sees you. He sees you. He sees you. He sees you. It's the best choice that you'll ever make in your life. So let's, everyone, let's pray this together. And if, it's, if, if you raise your hand, let's mean it in our hearts. Say this after me. Say, Jesus. Jesus. I want everyone to say it. Say, Jesus. Jesus. I love you. I love you. I need you. I need you. I give my life to you. I give my life to you. From this day forward. Change me, Change me from the inside out. From the inside out. You're amazing, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone said? Amen. Amen. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. So here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to jump on the guitar. Casey and I are going to lead you in, in a couple songs, but... You know, I want to challenge you guys. Really go after him. Because at the core of worship, when everything is stripped away, all the loud music, all the, the, the crazy effects and the lights, is a heart that realizes its need for Jesus. Amen? Amen. So let's all stand to our feet. And uh, you're welcome to come to the front if you like. You can stay in your seat if you like. Um, but we're just going to worship God together.